You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up, man? The real coach JB here. Another slapdick podcast coming at you. Find me on YouTube. I'm doing it live every Monday, Wednesday. And then, obviously, we're on the Pat McAfee Show every Friday, 9 a.m. Catch all my whiskey and merch on CoachJBStore.com. And you can get you some whiskey or some merchandise, books, or posters signed by yours truly. So go check it out. Um, my, 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 My Merle female... American bully Bailey, I believe, is pregnant. She's it'll be about thirty days. Usually, you don't know if they're truly pregnant. Um, till about forty-two days. So next week, I'll know if she's pregnant. I hope, and then um, if she is, follow slap, at Slapdick Bullies on IG, and uh, you can get all the updates. Plus, the real coach JB. Uh, my profile will have updates as well. Plus there'll be a website. Uh, we're making another one for this new batch. That'll be up slapbigbullies.com will be up. Um, we'll check it out, get it going. Um, but title of this show, man, uh, hit the like button, subscribe to YouTube. If you guys aren't a member, the title of this show is manufactured reality, man. And, uh, I'm going to get into, uh, how that fake ass America that we have become, Everything we do is fake. From fake ass to fake titties to fake lips. Women, stop doing all the fucking injection shit, man. That shit is not the business. If I could go find the real shit on a real broad, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with you anyway. I like some meat on my bones, dog, and all the right spots. But that shit, you guys are going overboard with that shit. That shit is... Some of it is just unbearably horrible to watch, to look at. Especially, I see you motherfucker, you, you females walking in the store and just this ridiculous ass sitting there like it don't belong on your back. It don't belong on you. Don't fucking do it. If you are 40 or above... And you're like five footers shorter. And you don't look good from the touch of God. You don't need that shit. Now, if you're 20 to 30 and you think you need to keep up with the Joneses, go ahead, go do it. And fake titties, your little fake lips or whatever. I'm not a fan. I'm just going to be honest. I like it natural. But it is what it is. Um, quote of the day, man, people who are intimidated by you talk shit about you with hopes that others won't find you so appealing. How many of you heard that before? I know it's a little longer quote than I normally do, but I just want you to see that that is what this shit is now. People who are intimidated by you talk so much shit about you 
with the hopes that others won't be so appealing. They won't find you so appealing. They only hate on us so others won't find us attractive, appealing, talks more shit about us without even knowing. People don't even look you up and search you up and understand who you are because another motherfucker hated on you because they're so fucking intimidated by you. And the weak-ass-minded America or the world just listens to what he said and then they start hating on you right away. Like the whiskey girl I had last month who started hating. She sold my whiskey and a motherfucker told her who I was. She had not a clue. She had been selling my whiskey already. She had not a clue. Some old fucking inbred backwoods fuck in southeast Kansas. Damn. <laughs> Bonham over here dreaming. Stogie, wake him up. So, that's what you get on the Slapdick Podcast, that real and raw and uncut shit. Bottom over here dreaming about some pussy. So, you get motherfuckers that hate on you without ever even looking you up. Because another motherfucker so intimidated by you, dog, and he talks so bad about you that he don't want the other motherfucker to be, a, you know, he don't want no appeal. He don't want you to have any appeal whatsoever. It's just a sad motherfucker. Bottom. Um, <laughs> Callie, what's going on? Bonham. Okay, it's okay. Bonham was deep into some shit right there. Um, you're Aussie. Who the fuck? Frank said that little soft puppy dog. My Aussie wants that smoke. Shut the fuck up. Why do motherfuckers just talk to be talking? Your Aussie will get his fucking throat ripped out and then they will play fucking hacky sack with it, you fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. Motherfuckers all talk that shit. <laughs> This shit is comical, man. Shut the fuck up, your Aussie. Your Aussie will be on my fucking barbecue grill tonight if you bring the motherfucker over. Believe it. Manufactured reality. That's the name of this game, the name of this show today. Um, I got all kind of shit going on. So, listen, I'm going to give my likes and dislikes right out the gate. Females. Please, females, stop posting pictures on social media with you and the fucking deer you killed bitch please i apologize ladies i don't want to see you with a fucking deer or a fucking pig or a bear or a fucking bird a turkey i don't want to see your fucking ass shoot and kill a motherfucking animal I don't want to see you in the fucking... I don't want to see you with a fucking deer holding the fucking deer. Have you seen these pictures? Motherfuckers holding the deer. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. I'm just going to type in female holding deer. Uh, I guarantee you, you'll see a million of them. There's a fucking million of them. I don't want to see you holding a fucking deer, dog. I don't want to see that shit. Why is this sexy? Tell me, Gabe. I want to know. 
How is that sexy right there? You holding a deer, girl. You got to be 18, 19 years old. Your daddy fucking screwed you from the gate. Not literally. Figuratively. Maybe literally, too, if you're in fucking Kansas. But I'm just saying, dog, how is that cute? I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, see, this is the problem. This is where we should be. Let me let me break this down right here. This is where, this is where, this is what we should be doing. Okay, and then then this is what you end up getting. I'm gonna. <laughs> Holy fuck, dog! You got to see this shit right here. So what you get is this. You get the girl. You get this girl, all right? You get this girl, this cute girl holding a deer. That's what she's supposed to do. Then these fucking backwood fucks make her into this shit right here. Look at this shit right here. This motherfucker's holding a fucking deer, holding a fucking rifle. This girl's holding a fucking rifle. She's nine. And you wonder why these motherfuckers went and bought and are shooting up schools in Florida. This girl right here is the motherfucker shooting up the schools in Florida. I'm just keeping it real with you. This the motherfucker right here shooting up the schools in Florida. When this is what she was. She was born right here. She was the good girl. It's a learned trait. Just like fucking racism, it's learned. You ain't fucking born racist. You're born fucking black. You're born white. You're not born fucking gay. But motherfuckers get more love than black folks and more love than motherfuckers that really have an issue. And you can argue it all day. Well, uh, shut the fuck up. You motherfuckers just talk that shit. You have no clue. And it's these fucking, who the fuck is, I got to show you this picture again. Who is teaching their kid this shit right here? I just got to know. And I know, Shane, I know you're a backwoods motherfucker. You might be the one doing this shit, Shane. I love you, Shane, but God damn it. Don't be raising this shit right here, Shane. I know you're down in the fucking sticks. My main man, Shane Bailey, in the house on YouTube. Uh, I like to give him a little shit, fuck with him a little bit. But... God damn, dog. You got to be shitting me. Anyway, manufactured reality, man. It's all manufactured reality. That's what I'm going to get into. But please stop posting those pictures. That's one of my biggest dislikes. The workout girl in yoga pants, and she's flexing. And the girl, the, the young kid or the woman holding a fucking dead deer that she just killed. Stop showing that shit. Gabe can probably attest to this, my dislikes. Shane, you can probably attest to this. Another huge dislike of mine. Stop trying to correct me when I spell something wrong on Twitter. First of all, I don't spell too much wrong. But if there is a fucking limit to the fucking text that you can put in there, there's a character limit. So if I put you, the letter U, in Tune in with a letter N and two, the letter two, the number two. It's because there's a fucking character restriction limit, you fucks. 
So stop fucking trying to. Don't you hate when a motherfucker uh, tweets you and says, uh, "I'm in." Some guy just I, I posted it the other day, uh, earlier today. Someone goes, "I'm in there like swimwear, coach," and he spelled "where" like "where are you?" And a motherfucker's quick to text and fix his spelling. Where, W E A R. <laughs> like shut the fuck up, dog. You guys are fucking crazy. Rockhead eighty one, what up, man? I got a. He said I have to disagree, coach. Nah, you're taught to respect a firearm from a young age. Three quarters of America teach their kids gun safety, just not California. Mm, well, we can. Hey, Rockhead dog, con, disagreement makes for good conversation. So I would love to discuss it with you. I'm not a gun guy because, see, when you grow up like me, you grew up and saw gun violence at an all-time high when motherfuckers walk up to your fucking homeboy and smoke them and shoot them in the head. Guns give you kind of a bad fucking, a true reality that is a bad one, right? So hopefully you understand why I don't like really, I'm not a gun guy. Um. Because I've seen what they do to partners of mine, family, friends, you know, people I grew up with in my lap, in my arms, brain fragments in my fucking on my shirt. So I'm not a gun guy. I don't believe in it. I don't really fuck with guns. I don't fuck with them. I just don't trust them. I don't trust the motherfuckers holding the motherfucker. See, when I was young, just so you know, everybody want, I wants to know out there, when I was young and dumb, and I was young and dumb as a motherfucker, we used to play Russian roulette all the time. One of my homeboys killed himself. Luckily, I wasn't there that day. But that's how stupid we were. That's just fucking flat out stupid, right? I'm talking 10, 11, 12 years old. Russian fucking roulette because an older motherfucker actually coursed us into it. And I never p played with the gun in my brain. <laughs> But I literally was in the room when motherfuckers were playing Russian roulette. I wasn't dumb enough to fucking actually sit at the table and pass it around. But a motherfucker domed himself, dog. Like, you got to understand seeing that in your face is a little bit fucking kind of brings, uh, you know, some perspective to uh, gunplay. And that's what we grew up in. Gun gunplay was a real thing. So I don't fuck with guns. Um, but having said that, Rockhead, you can't sit here and tell me that little fucking girl right there holding a fucking rifle underneath a picture of a deer is teaching her safety. <laughs> Come on, dog. Ignorance is life-threatening, brother. Uh, fucking... Don't tell me that that little girl holding that fucking rifle underneath the deer head is fucking normal shit. Um, but anyway, that's two of my dislikes. Females posting pictures of fucking dead animals that they killed. And the motherfucker that tries to correct you on Twitter when you fuck up and spell something wrong. That don't grasp that there's a character limit and you're fucking abbreviating. Shut the fuck up. But, yeah, like, you know, 
we grew up in Cali where you gunplay was the only way. You had to either have one or get caught slipping. And we didn't, you know, slippers don't count where we're from. So you got to almost have it as a, it's, it's actually just a necessity in SoCal. Okay. Doesn't mean I like it. I don't mean I want to see a gun. I don't want to have a gun. It's just a necessity because if you get caught slipping and you got your friend, your family, your daughter with you, you better not just have your dick in your hand. So it's a fucked up, harsh reality that we live in. That don't mean I like guns. I don't even care for them. Like I said, I don't want to see them. Um, That's me. But those are two huge dislikes for the day that I wanted to tell you. Um, Who knows Dave Bautista? He's a wrestler turned actor. He's in a lot of Stallone movies. He's a dog advocate. He does a, uh, he just fucking, uh, he caught a dog in Florida that was uh, put on social media and he bought it or took it and adopted it. And I think he has like three or four pits already. He adopted this little female pit that this dumb motherfucker put a chain through his actual skin and connected it to her throat. Like that's where how they found her. No collar. So they used the chain as her collar and stuck it through her throat. And Dave Bautista bought it or, or, or adopted it, called it, uh, I think called it uh, Penny, Penny Lane. And, uh, man, I've been following Dave Bautista for a minute. He's a, uh, seems like a good dude. He seemed like a dude you'd want to kick it with, man. Uh, there's only a few men. Whatever, what do they call? What is that man shit? Man crushes or something? I don't think I'd ever go that far as saying I have a fucking man crush. But there's only a few dudes I would really want to kick it with. I think Shaq, Dave Bautista, and uh, fuck, I don't know, man. That's probably only there's only a couple of motherfuckers. Kobe before he died, just to pick his brain. But no, I don't really have a man crush. Like people say, you got a man crush. I, I never, I wouldn't go that far. Bromance. There's another one. My two ladies are in the house, Lucy and Bree. Bromance. Um, yeah, McAfee's, I guess you could say Pat, because uh, he's a, yeah, Pat's a good dude to kick it with. Um, Tyson, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Until he flips on you and just starts fucking going crazy. And then you got to fucking fend the motherfucker off. I was just with Mike Tyson at, a, at an event. The, the Pump Brothers event last month. Met him a few times. Actually, I'm cool with him. But you can just tell that motherfucker's calculating his thoughts. Um, but he cool, dude. Uh, the transfer portal in college football. College athletics. Another dislike of mine. Um, gas prices are a fucking big dislike right now. I just filled up my fucking Cadillac EXT truck, and you know when it's over a hundred dollars to fill that bitch up, it gives you a fucking sour taste. Um, Ethan said Jeff Sims. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, NBA players who are getting $200 million and they're not even a fucking all-star. These dudes aren't even an all-star making $200 million. And some dude's like, well, the market sets price. I'm like, dude, that don't fucking mean you jump off the bridge if they tell you to. Like, 
we have to pay these motherfuckers two hundred million dollars. Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets got two hundred million dollars, and this motherfucker not even a starter, is he? I don't even know if he's a starter. Might be a starter lately. I don't know, but he ain't that fucking good to me. He's an athlete. He can jump. Shit like that. He ain't no fucking 200. I wouldn't pay that motherfucker a squirt of piss until he can show up in the playoffs. This motherfucker quit on his team twice. And we rewarded that motherfucker? Holy shit. We got problems, Houston. Um, Dislikes. California high school football and athletics are continuously looking to fill games on a weekly basis because of covid tracking tracing all the bullshit i don't know how people are coaching in this covid shit uh, it just seems like a uphill battle i give you the most fucking credit kudos to all you high school coaches in america california ones especially that don't teach that are just stipend only walk-on coaches because administrators don't want to fucking pull their head out of their asses and pay coaches and for what they're worth not even minimum fucking wage is what California coaches in the and football coaches, all coaches in California, all sports, for the hours we put in. And Pete Carroll did this years ago. So I used to clinic with Pete and his staff. I'd bring my staff and the wives. If you had a wife, you'd bring them. And it's a thing that Pete Carroll used to do. The wives split up and go do things to create. So what it does is it creates a atmosphere where the wives in the football family livelihood understand why the the dad is always busy the husband is always busy the coach is always busy and so it's a it's a get her to understand what we're actually doing that we're not just out chasing ass we're not just out being slap dicks so the wives put together a thing and then the coaches go clinic we do our thing more of like a more like a bonding team you know coaches retreat he called it but I learned from them back then, man, and, and, and listening to them talk and all that stuff. You know, if you break down the hours that we put in as coaches, that you make pennies on the dollar per hour. Pennies. Pennies. And I'm talking about their salary. Make sure you understand. The college division one salary is making pennies on the dollar per hour for the hours that is required to put in or that a Saban or a Carol or one or people like that will grind you for those 15 to 18 hour days. Even though you make millions and people are like, oh, they make millions. I don't feel sorry. You're still making less than minimum wage. Now you got these California schools out here, administrators that aren't even paying coaches a fucking stipend of like twenty fucking eight hundred dollars or twenty two hundred dollars or some crazy shit to ultimately babysit your kid, to babysit your kid that you're scared to talk to, Mister Principal, Mister Athletic Director, the ones that you won't go correct or discipline, the ones that you point out. Point, where's your coach? Why aren't your coach ain't doing? Why aren't your coach fixing it? You hire these dudes to manage your campus, control your campus, and control the fucking atmosphere. When a good football program is under control and discipline, and they understand that the coach has the football team in check to an extent, meaning that it's a good thing, but we're to the, 
the kids know the head coach is the real one, and I better not fuck up on this campus. Do you know the percentages of high school campuses that are much better off and less drama on that actual campus during the day when the football team is acting right? Go do the fucking research. When the football program acts right and does right and fucking sits in the front of class and don't fucking act idiots and don't go fighting and stealing and throwing shit across the quad and aren't across the street of your respective schools fighting or buying weed or just being an idiot, right? Disrespecting teachers or cussing out campus security or whatever it may be that you've all seen on shitty campuses, It navigates across and permeates throughout the whole school. And motherfuckers start acting accordingly. You start seeing more slapdicks sit upright. You start seeing things that you never saw before on a campus. When I took Long Beach Cabrillo over, which was a Pac-5 program, Power 5 program in California. Pac-5, I believe, at the time, before they changed. We had to play Long Beach Poly, Lakewood, all... And then we, our playoffs were Mission Viejo, Modern Day, Bosco, San Clemente, fucking St. Bonaventure, fuck Orange Lutheran, Jay Sarah, you name it. That was our league and our division. Well, we played them all when I was there. And the place was like 6 and 57 in a six year span before I get the job. And we all go seven and three year one. We play Poly for the league championship every year. They've never beat Lakewood in the history of the school. We beat them, I think, two out of my four years. Never lost to Jordan, never lost to Compton, uh, lost to Wilson once, uh, lost to Milliken once with a bunch of ineligibles. So we really beat everyone we're supposed to beat. And then we lose to Polly 6 nothing one year um, when they had Juju, Biggie, fucking, you name it, they had them. Um, we shouldn't even have been in the game. But I changed the culture year one, day one, year one. And you saw that campus, which was on the west side of Long Beach, which was notorious gang-banging brown versus black issues. The campus literally changed overnight. And we have manufactured reality nowadays. We have a transfer portal that people think is actually helping out and doing these things, and it's doing this and doing that. It's manufactured reality, dog. It's fake as shit. And it's just like social media followers that you buy. It's manufactured reality. People are buying followers on social media. People are making up names on social media because they're so cowardly. Remember, I told you last week, man, I'm being honest. Cowards only bark when they know they can't be bitten. That's just period. That's where fucking we are at right now. These motherfuckers are so phony and fake. The fake news, the fake sports reporting, the the fake fucking reporters out there. Manufactured reality is a real thing. And people are literally opposite of what they say they are. And it's all over. And the fucking transfer portal has made football an entirely different beast. And I posted on social media and people are like, well, I like the parody. I'm for one that doesn't want to see Clemson play Alabama every single year. Listen, that's not what the fucking transfer portal is doing. There's a much bigger 
there's a huge, it's a much broader statement or uh, action that's happening. It's not just fucking Alabama and Clemson, okay? This thing is affecting everything from facilities to scholarships to people not being even housed in a school anymore. There's 2,000 kids in a transfer portal. There's only 127 Division I schools or some shit like that. You don't think, where do you think these kids are? The transfer portal used to be junior college. <laughs> that was the transfer portal. Nobody's taking the trans, the, the fucking JUCOs now being injured and, I mean, being hurt by it. You got, I told you guys for the last how fucking long that this thing's leveled out. You got FCS schools beating Power 5 schools like normally now. I don't give a fuck what you say. It should not happen. And I'm going to get into why it shouldn't happen because people are saying, well, it's why don't you like the parody? I told you guys it's Division 1 basketball. Football has become Division 1 basketball one and done. The Florida Gulf Coast, the, the fucking uh, Gonzagas. Anyone can win. Butler, anybody can beat anybody in college basketball now because the one and dones have leveled the playing field. That is what the portal's doing to football. It's whatever your reality is, whatever you uh, viewpoint is. Oh, well, it's parody. Okay. It's leveled it out. Okay. But it's also hurting the game. And I'm going to explain why in a minute um, after I get into it. But just so we're clear, there's 6,011 men playing high schools in California. The reason I know all this stuff because I recruited for so long and being a good recruiter, you better know factual stuff when you're talking to these kids. So if there's 6,000 schools playing 11-man football in this country, United States, I used to tell kids, what separates you from the other 6,000 quarterbacks that are playing in, in America? You're not only competing versus your teammates and your conference and your state, you're competing versus 6,000 kids at quarterback if you're a starting quarterback, right? So what separates you? First of all, the film, Eye in the Sky, Don't Lie, so you better have fucking great film. Number two, your grades. Your grades better fucking separate yourself. So now you've been put on the recruiting board, okay? Now there's 6,000 people now being recruited. It just eliminated that shit in half because of grades and film. So now there's 3,000 kids on the board. Now, what else separates you? What's the third thing that's going to separate 3,000 and took it down to about 1,000? Character. Coach, how is this kid's character? Ah, oh, coach, he's a good kid. Da, 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 da. The coach has to have some clout with the four-year school. They believe him and trust him. Boom. Those kids get falling off that aren't. Those kids that are, stay on the board. Now, there's a 1,000 kids in the country. What's going to separate them? Coach, what is his work ethic like? Ah, oh, coach, he's lazy as fuck. Okay, then there goes 500. Now you're down to 200. And now the country's starting to recruit 200 quarterbacks that are worthy of a scholarship. Kids at your high schools now, coaches, don't get that. You have to train them and teach them that there's other kids playing out there. Well, 6,000 schools. Do you know how many California has that plays 11-man football? 1,000. We have like 1,000. Every single week, we're looking for a school to play because of COVID. 
Now, I understand Texas is actually has some of these issues, but I never see Texas having the issue that California has, and they never even closed down one time. They played all last year and all this year. And I haven't heard of any fucking players with COVID out there. A buddy of mine coaches out there and is like, dude, we, we haven't had an issue. And we were in class. These motherfuckers were in class the whole time. And we've shut down several times. We've done this. We've done that. And fuck, dog. These kids are being fucked every which way. And then you pay the coaches shit. Stipends and to babysit your badass kids, mom and principal and AD, because your scary asses don't want to fucking do it. And we basically see your kids ninety percent of the time. You see them ten, and you still manage to fuck them up. <laughs> you still fuck your kids up, and you only get them ten percent of the time. That's how bad these fucking parents are and these soft administrators and the buy-in and investment in their own child as a parent and as their own kid as an administrator who have doctorate fucking degrees. It is fucking crazy. It really is sad. It's fucked up. And uh, I don't know, man. <sighs> Fuck, it's just fucked up, dude. Enrique said, an O-line coach in San Antonio uh, passed away from COVID a couple of weeks ago. It's not common, but there have been some outbreaks. Oh, there's been a shitload of outbreaks. I think Texas is, like, responsible for 30% of the fucking COVID fucking spread. But that's not my point. <laughs> I think between Texas and Florida, you motherfuckers are spreading the shit. But what I'm saying is, you still played high school football. And you were in class. We shut down our state and shut down athletics and we're still fucking have the so-called rise and spread and our kids continue to be fucked and we we don't get paid like Texas. So I don't know, man, 6,000 schools in the country. We have a thousand of them and we're looking for schools to play every fucking week. Shout out to my boy Dush and Anches, the head coach at Villa Park High School out here in California. He needs a, he needs a game in California. So anybody listening out there, hit my boy up if you guys got an open week. Um, everybody's looking for game film for their players, man. So who knows? Florida, I know it's fuck Florida. I know Georgia's continued to play. They played through it. But, you know, it's crazy. And people want to associate politics to all the shit. It's not really a politics thing, man. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, Mike Fuller's in the house, man. Michael, I think, is a coach out here in California. Parent, parents want you to fucking... He said parents want you to coach their and mentor their kids until it's time to coach and mentor their kids. It's a true statement because the co the, the mothers and of these kids nowadays, just so you know, they have seller's remorse. If you've ever heard the difference between buyer's and seller's remorse... They have seller's remorse. They sell their kid to you to earn a scholarship. And then once you yell at them or don't play them because their own mother who sold them to you 
can't get him to practice on time, has every fucking excuse about the fucking family reunion in the summer during camp, and all these fucking weak excuses that I just never tolerated. Fuck, you better go somewhere else. When all these things happen, they get seller's remorse. Coach, why isn't my kid playing? Well, first of all, your kid's five foot one. He runs a five flat 40. I have to be honest with you, mother. He ain't going division one. I just want you to know from the gate. So don't ever fucking come to me and ask me again. And guess what? I won't come to your house and teach your kid and teach you how to discipline and parent your kid. Don't teach me and show me how to coach my kid. When he's on my campus, he's my kid. He's at your house. He's your son. I get it. So you need to get it. Have a common respect for our space. I don't teach you how to parent. Don't teach me how to coach. <sighs> no, I don't do the family union shit. You know what the family union shit turns into when you get when you have one? It turns into six. So wait up. You got a family union win? Well, we have my mom's side on, in July, and then my dad has one, and it's in, it's in August. And, and we're going to miss camp because then we got to go to our family. Then we got our vacation between just me and my dad and my mom and my seven brothers. We go on a family vacation to fucking Grand Canyon every year. I straight told the parent, I said, dog, you need to stay on vacation, motherfucker, because you ain't coming back to this school. But what am I, you know. Oh, you're mean. You don't have any fucking sympathy. No, I don't. Because nobody cares when they fucking pull the gun out on you in the fucking street because you pulled up next to the car and they blocked you in. Nobody has sympathy for you then either. But I'm teaching your son all these different things and then you're teaching him how to be a fucking slap dick soft fuck and it's okay to miss, be late, and understand that the real world's not going to hit him in the mouth. It is, ma'am. And you're setting them up for fucking failure. But, hey, who knows? Hey, Mike Fuller, man, go go rip it, man. Hey, lo- coach them up hard. Love them harder. Um, shout out Coach Fuller is a coach out here in SoCal um, at a high school. So, it's a, it's a real thing. 6,000 schools. A thousand of them are here in California, and we can't fucking figure it out. I don't know. So look, Brian Kelly manufactured reality. Brian Kelly, head coach at Notre Dame. Okay, you know the Slapdick podcast, and so you know I discuss everything, not just sports, just real shit. So Brian Kelly, head coach at uh, Notre Dame. He became the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame history the other day. All right? And everyone's blowing me up asking me what I think. I said, yippee-fucking-yay. Because if you stay at fucking a place long enough, you should win enough games to be the all-time winningest coach. But what has he won? Capital W-O-N. Nothing. In fact, the motherfucker's been embarrassed in all the big games he's ever played in. What has he won? Yes, he's the all-time winningest coach with no hardware to show for. No hardware to show for. He's the all-time winningest coach, but has not won anything of significance. 
We are in a results-oriented business, man. This profession is win the natty or get fired. Notre Dame, to me, has really lowered their standards because forever, with the Lou Holtzes of the world, the new Rockneys, the fucking sharp, um, fucking, uh, what's my man's name, man? Um, Sarke- or not Sarkeesian, uh, what the fuck is my boy's name, man, uh, that he just broke? Parsegian. These guys were held at a high standard to win a natty. Here's a fun fact. Gabe, San Diego, California in the house. Gabe, do you know where Notre Dame University was originally supposed to be? Does anybody know that? Does anyone know where Notre Dame was supposed to actually be? Where the father landed in the the United States and he found a city and he was like, we're going there. And we're going to call it Notre Dame. If you read Lou Holtz's book, he has a great book. Um, nope, San Diego, California was where Notre Dame was originally going to be. I think they even bought a, the piece of land and the campus, um, some buildings way back, early 1900s. And Notre Dame was going to be in San Diego. And something happened with the father and uh, some priest and they end up going to fucking... Notre Dame ended up going to, um, you know, Indiana, but it's funny. It's a, it's a small world. Yeah. San Diego, man, look that shit up. Was supposed to be where Notre Dame was. But anyway, Brian Kelly became the winningest coach and has still, in my opinion, not won anything. (laughs) So you could say all you want, man. Oh, you're an asshole. I mean, good for him that he wins 10 games a year, but they don't, Fucking win the game. He can't win the game. He wins games. He doesn't win the game. In fact, he gets embarrassed and blown out in the game or in the playoffs or in the games that matters to advance. They don't even have a fucking conference championship. Like they're playing rogue football and (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to dive too far into the whole thing but he can't win the big game so congrats but we're in a result-oriented business coach kelly you know that better than me and um you haven't won shit that matters sorry that's just where we are and they've lowered the fucking they've lowered their standards in my opinion notre dame should i thought wanted this excellence demand of excellence they wanted to win everything do this and if i was him i'd be pissed that they didn't fire me because like he's like the 20th highest paid coach at notre dame he makes like only like two mil or something he don't even make that much i think it's up now but he was making under two million for his first like five six years there i mean fuck oregon state's coach jonathan smith good friend of mine he makes like 2.5 million at Oregon State. So, I don't know, man. Um, it's crazy. It's it's a harsh reality. The truth hurts, though. Yeah, he's the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame. But let me ask you this. <laughs> when you speak about Notre Dame reverence, who comes to mind? 
Do you think Brian Kelly or do you think fucking Lou Holtz? Do you think Parsegian? <laughs> do you think like you don't think Brian Kelly because he hasn't brought the hardware to fucking South Bend? Lou Holtz is the motherfucker that sits above everyone else there. And you passed him up last year in wins. But nobody gives a fuck if you don't win the real one. The game that matters. Nobody cares. But what do I know, man? Um, shout out to my uh, Compton native, Richard Sherman. He got signed by the Tampa Bay Bucks today. You know, it seems like anything that Tom Brady associates with uh, himself with, uh, you can argue with me. But Richard had one hiccup, right? He was filmed on a whole thing going off at the house. He still hasn't hit a person or a woman or fucking had any craziness. I know Richard's family well. He's a fucking great kid. He stands for a lot. And he's he had a fuck up. We all have a fuck up. Unfortunately, he's a public figure. He's caught on camera. People like to throw people under the bus when they can. Even though what he did I thought was pretty much pretty much a, a, a wife-husband thing. <sighs> Kareem Hunt, Josh Gordon, they can fucking hit women, have domestic violence, fucking rape charges, fucking beat women on camera, socking women. They get chance after chance after chance. Snore coke, dope game five times, got cracked six times. He's got another spot. How do those people get a fucking job before Richard Sherman? Please understand. Please make me understand. And please argue with me. When Tom Brady helps guys out, like it's glad to see him with Brady because Brady just seems to help guys figure out their worth. Brady seems to help guys figure out what they're truly worth. A.B., Gronk, now they'll see Richard Sherman. And Tom Brady actually called Richard and reached out to Richard because he knows, fuck, we got to outscore everybody because we can't fucking, we have no pass coverage fucking. Our corners are horrible. We're not going to repeat. So Tom Brady knows enough that he needs to go get a fucking savvy ass corner in the secondary not only for the secondary but it'll help that defense out tremendously in my opinion and they'll get the pass rush back with jason pierre paul another juco kid they'll get him back and i think they'll start you know the bucks last year started off real slow um at least they, they've started off faster this year than they did last year uh but i think richard is the best corner since Deion sanders argue with me all you want I believe he's the best corner since Deion Sanders. Period. Hey, you can say whatever you want to say. You could talk that Revis Island bullshit. You could talk that fucking Jalen Ramsey bullshit. You could talk that fucking uh, Josh Norman bullshit. Since Deion, he's been the best corner. Period. Point blank. By the way, he had a 4.0 at Stanford. And... Uh, Chelsea Clinton had a 3.7. <laughs> He's from Compton, by the way. Wasn't supposed to make it out. Statistically speaking, was not supposed to make it. Definitely wasn't supposed to have a 4.0 at Stanford. But what do I know? Truth hurts. A lot of people will just judge him for one fucking event. Um, one hiccup. 
Pacquiao retires in the sports world. I looked at that and had a sip of my whiskey and then went right back to smoking my cigar. Um, and I'm like, I'll see you in a month fighting Mayweather. <laughs> Dog, stop telling me that you fucking cats are fucking retiring. Please stop telling me this shit. You're not retiring. You are waiting until the money comes and you are going to come right back. Why do MMA fighters and boxers retire every month? How many times have Conor McGregor retired? Like six? Like, dog, stop fucking saying you're retiring. That's like the kid that decommits. Dog, there's no such thing. It's the same thing with these retiring guys. It, there's no such thing. Money talks, bullshit walks. Stop saying you're going to retire. You motherfuckers ain't retiring shit. So you'll see fucking Pacquiao here in a shortly. Um, Kamala Harris is supposedly mad at The View. Have you guys watched The View? Do you guys watch The View, um, Lucy, Bree? Anybody in here watch The View? I don't even know what The View is. Just found out about it today. So it's a big old fat broad on there with another big old fat broad. And apparently they just talk shit and, you know, probably have controversial topics, whatever. But I guess they were pulled off a live show because of a COVID tracking, tracing issue. And apparently Kamala was there ready to come on with them. And she's apparently pissed at them. Because the COVID protocol shit was fucked up in house. So I just will give you that news. I just wanted to share that with you. I really don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Two dozen species are going extinct. And out of the two dozen. The ones that stuck out to me. Are the fucking woodpecker. And the monarch butterfly. Not the woodpecker, dog. All you fucks out there throwing bottles in the fucking ocean and fucking littering. The woodpecker is dying, motherfucker. You guys need to fucking throw your shit in the trash and go fucking control burn your shit if you're in the middle of fuck steak nowhere and stop throwing shit in the fucking street. I need woodpeckers, dog. I grew up with a woodpecker. Woodpeckers are the shit. You guys ever fucking watch cartoons? If you're my age, you understand what it means. Fuck sticks, man. The woodpecker. The monarch butterfly is like the famous one. It's going extinct. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. All that shit's irrelevant really to me I just think that The woodpeckers fucked me up today That's a hell of a dislike dog But it's manufactured reality That's the point of this whole fucking thing I'm making You know why? Because then There's 24 new species being found Every day they say Now there's a new species of fucking woodpecker That I'm sure is going to come around So Don't believe the hype just like the forest fucking supposedly killed all the fucking pandas. 
if you ask Future, Panda Panda or whatever that bullshit song was that nobody understood, that motherfucker's still around. Panda's still around. <sighs> Fake reality, dog, is a manufactured reality is really just people living in this fucking dream world. Look, I dream like the rest of us. I like to dream, dog. It keeps me optimistic. It allows me to fucking focus on some goals that I created possibly. These cats who have this fucking manufactured reality when they have to buy followers. I did not know that was a real thing. You can buy followers. Like dog. Yeah, the American bald eagle is making a great comeback. Yes, I heard that. The polar bear is a worry of mine. I like the polar bear. I like motherfuckers that are just badass. To me, a woodpecker is badass dog in his own way. Like I think a woodpecker is a motherfucker that he's just a different thing, right? I like owls, 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 however you want to say it. I think owls are fucking a, a pretty cold little animal, but they're fucking loud as shit. They used to piss me off. Um, woodpeckers, dog, and polar bears and penguins. Those three things in my, and, 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 and I like panda bears, pandas, pandas got to stick around. So if we fuck them up, I'm really going to be fucking mad at all you fuck sticks out there, man. That just fucking. See, that's why people don't realize. You know what, too? I know uh, Coach Fuller left the room, but you know what I also taught? Not only did I teach my players, but the kids on campus. Pick up the trash. I don't give a fuck if it's not yours. Pick up the trash. Pick up the trash. If I used to see it, I'd run my whole team. I don't want to see trash left anywhere. But coaches don't coach it. You allow it. How many of you have seen your kids litter and don't do nothing? Coach the shit up. Um, I don't know. This is a crazy deal. All right, so look. I'm going to get into this. Uh. I don't know if you guys know who Tony Franklin is. Tony Franklin is a college coach. Um, he was OC at Auburn years ago. Been around a lot of places. Auburn hired a new coach named Brian Harson from Boise State. I think he's a complete fuckstick and a shitbird. I wouldn't let him in my office. I don't fuck with him. He don't like me. I don't like him. Having said that, it is refreshing to see these Division One coaches actually come out on their own podcast and tell the real. So JB is not the only asshole in America. Tony Franklin on his podcast came out today and said Brian Harson is the worst hire Auburn could have made and is a spineless jellyfish. <laughs> ah, you got to love it. I was like, damn. See, motherfuckers in that level know that Harson's a shitbird. And I don't think he, I think he's a bad hire, number one. And I think he's going to get ran over. I think the kids know he's full of shit. I don't think the recruits are going to fuck with him. And Georgia State dominated them the other day. And they should have lost to Georgia State. But I'm going to get into manufactured reality and why the fucking coaching world and the transfer portal has become mortal enemies without them even knowing it. 
the coaching business is going to change um, because of the transfer portal, and they do not know it yet. And you're hearing it first, just like I give you this other information first all the time. And people just now, I get tweeted all the time. Damn, coach, this, you were saying this last six months ago. Now it's on ESPN. <laughs> no shit. Because, but what do I know, remember? You guys listen, you guys hear my tone, but you don't fucking listen to the message. You just hear my tone. Motherfuckers, start, stop hearing motherfuckers and start listening. Just because a motherfucker talks a certain way don't mean that he ain't fucking right. Or just because he talks a certain way don't mean he ain't fucking wrong either. Sometimes motherfucker can talk and sound smart as shit and is the dumbest motherfucker in the room. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't hear a tone for a message and lose the message. Don't hear the tone and lose the message. Hear the tone, listen to the message. But anyway, um, I'm going to get into like power five coaches who really don't understand they're about to get fucked here with the transfer portal in the next couple years and they have no clue why or what's coming down the pipe. And I think it is fucked up when I post this every day. People think it's just about parity and it's leveling the playing field. No, dog, it's not. It's hurting junior college, which is a huge element in college football. It's taking away kids from going to junior college because now the four-year transfer is sitting around and going to another four-year school now, right? Number one. Number two, I would not take a transfer portal kid. I think Clemson's the only one that don't take them, even though they've lost five kids to the transfer portal themselves this year. That Dabo Sweeney will not take a transfer portal kid, which is, uh, okay, cool. If you like that, so be it. Hasn't helped him this year, right? They're struggling. But he won't take a transfer portal kid. So, so be it, right? But he's losing them to transfer portal. I wouldn't take a transfer portal kid for two reasons. Number one is, you came from Alabama. You're now in my program. I think you've lost a huge credibility factor when the kid now can look at your program and start comparing it to Nick Saban's or Dabo Sweeney's or Kirby Smart's or Coach Franklin's or whoever's program they left. And now they're going to be like, oh, fuck, man, this shit is garbage compared to fucking Alabama. That's one reason I wouldn't take a fucking kid. And I have no issue with comparison. Like I have, I hold my own against anybody in my opinion on how I structure a program. But you don't want to have that issue permeating through the locker room. So I wouldn't take it. To me, they're damaged goods. I don't want damaged goods. You couldn't play there, motherfucker. I don't want you. My standards are higher. If you couldn't play there, what makes you think you could play for me? When I took the job at Independence, I had a shitload of kids trying to come transfer in there because that was the norm. Independence used to take all these transfers. I took zero, zero from another junior college. I didn't want any of them from any community college in the country. I did not want them. Why? I was setting a standard that we were going to be the best community college. Why the fuck would I take another junior college player if you couldn't handle it there? 
you definitely aren't going to handle it here. So we set the standard, change the culture, so forth and so be it. That's what I would do at the four-year. These cats are taking, if you look at Notre Dame, if you look, just go through the colleges that are winning right now or even playing right now, not even winning, just, I didn't mean winning. Just look at the four power five schools that are playing. How many of them are the trans, how many transfers are you seeing playing every week at quarterback, at running back, at receiver? They're all transfer from another school. Notre Dame's quarterback's transfer. Wisconsin, or no, Wisconsin's a freshman, but I mean a, a sophomore, but he's been there from the gate. He's actually a Kansas City kid, Mertz. Um, I recruited him. This is the funny thing. Like, dog, you're all transfer portal kids, and you're not winning. You're still not winning. Alabama doesn't have any transfer portal kids, but maybe, I don't know if they even take them at all. I know Dabo don't. I don't know if Nick does at all. But they're the ones winning. Have you figured that shit out? Like, they don't take them. Miami's got a shitload of fucking transfer portal kids. Florida State has a shitload of them. They're getting beat by FCS schools. I don't know, dog. I don't get it. Let's compare and contrast, all right? I'm going to end this show with this. And I'll see you guys Friday at the on the Pat McAfee show. But let's compare and contrast, all right? I'm going to I got some data for you guys. And I'm going to break it down. All right. I've been doing a little research. Because I want to make sure I spit real shit. Bama receiver is a transfer portal kid. The Ohio State who? What Ohio State kid? The Q from California? All right. So look. Nebraska lost to Illinois. Okay. The first game of the season. Scott Frost makes $5 million a year. He is underachieved, we can say, right? He's underachieved for what, you know, what is this, year four for him at Nebraska? He's underachieved, let's say. They lost to Brett Bielema, first-year coach at Illinois. Been with the Patriots the last few. He was a head coach at Arkansas. He'd been a linebacker coach at Kansas State. That's how I've known him from way back. He recruited a kid for me from Compton. Um Wisconsin's head coach for years. So, Billum has been around, goes to Illinois, signs, I think, a $2.5 million deal. Scott Frost makes $5 million, lost to Illinois. Illinois has not won since, I don't believe. And Nebraska barely has won, what, one game since? LSU beat, I mean, LSU lost to UCLA, okay? Just comparing and contrasting here before I tell you what's going on. Ed Ogeron's the second highest paid coach in America behind Nick Saban. He makes $9 million a year rounding up. He makes $9 million a year. Chip Kelly rounding up makes $4 million a year. UCLA turned around then and loses to Fresno State. And Chip makes $4 million a year. The Fresno State coach rounding up makes $1.3 million a year. Okay, you see where I'm going with this trend? Mississippi State lost to fucking Memphis. Okay, Leach makes five million dollars a year. Okay, the head coach at Memphis is unknown, and it's roughly a million dollars a year, possibly. Remember, 
The head coach previously to Memphis was Jay Norvell, who's now at Florida State. He actually did well at Memphis and got the Florida State job because of his performance at Memphis. He raised the bar, so I would I would bet that Memphis's head coach now is making at least a million. Okay? But you were still outnumbered by $4 million to Mike Leach, and you beat their ass. All right. Cal lost to Nevada this year. Cal's head coach, good dude, I know him well, makes $3.2 million a year. Nevada's head coach, Coach Norvell, another Norvell, he makes roughly a million. (sighs) Good old Jimmy Lake, University of Washington. He makes three point... Or no, I think he makes $4 million a year. He got beat by Montana, who makes $175. Grand. The head coach makes one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, and they beat a coach that makes four million. The head coach at Washington makes more than the whole Montana staff combined, and you beat their ass. We're just comparing and contrasting, dog. Here we go, Florida State. Florida State, Jay Norvell, or Mike Norvell, makes $3.5 million. He lost to a coach at Jacksonville State that makes one hundred and eighty grand rounded up. He makes more than the entire staff at Jacksonville State himself. I bet you there's coordinators on his staff that makes more than the entire staff at Montana State, or at Jacksonville State combined as well. Jacksonville State beat their ass with 0.5% of the resources, less alumni, no boosters, no facilities in comparison to Florida State. This is what the transfer portal is doing to coaches. What do I mean, coach? Why the fuck are you going to continue to pay Mike Norvell $4 million if you're going to lose to a school that the coach makes $175,000 to? Do you not think that these presidents and ADs are seeing the trend that what the portal is doing? It is going to eliminate the 5 and 7 and $8 million coach very quickly. And if it doesn't, there's a huge fucking <laughs> fundamental problem here in America. Because if these presidents are that fucking dumb that they not only have to hire a search committee to hire a coach, that they have no clue about what kids are on their campus are, even what kind of kid they are. But yet we're going to hire a dude that has never even stepped on our campus to hire our football coach. <laughs> oh, the great. The great fucking education that we receive in America. Worth every dime, isn't it? No, it's not. It's a worthless piece of fucking paper you can wipe your ass with every day. Um, the, The diploma is actually equivalent to the money you waste. You should wipe your ass with both because it's you've wasted both. 
<laughs> oh my god. <sighs> They've got to see that this is a trend. The transfer portal has equal is equaled out the playing field in a bad way. You are going to have a watered down profession very quickly and less quality of coach coaching it when you can win at fucking Montana and beat a Pac-12 Power 5 school with possibly the greatest facilities in America. Washington Stadium is unbelievable. It's an NFL stadium on the fucking water. It sits on Lake Washington overlooking Bellevue and it's like the most beautiful backdrop in America. You just lost to Montana. <laughs> Dog. Why, when I went on Pat McAfee's show months ago, why did I say, just hire me at one of these schools, give me fucking a couple hundred grand, and let me prove my worth to you. Everyone thought I was crazy. Well, it's coming to fruition, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. That is what's going to fucking happen. When fucking... Coastal Carolina beats KU's ass every year now, which they've done two in a row. Arizona loses to northern fucking Arizona. By the way, (laughs) University of Arizona is taking walk-on tryouts today at their campus for their football team. They're working out walk-on kids. And they're trying to have walk-on tryouts at the University of Arizona today. And they're 0-4. They hired who? Does anyone know who Arizona hired? They hired a guy named, I think it's Fish, right? Jed Fish. He's an NFL guy. What have I been telling you? How, how, when do I, what do I say that's so full of shit that motherfuckers later on come? Damn, Coach JP said that shit. Motherfucker, this is something I know about. NFL coaches do not translate well to the fucking college level. College coaches do not translate well to the NFL level unless they've been there. Jimmy Johnson told Urban Meyer, this is a different. Urban Meyer said, hey, it's a different world, huh? Jimmy Johnson said, no, coach. It's a different galaxy. It is entirely a different galaxy, not a world. That's the difference between stacking a million ones, which equate to the Empire State Building. Just so you know, if you guys want to stack up a million ones, it'll go to the top of the Empire State Building. Do you know what stacking a billion ones will go to? The fucking moon. That's real shit. Google it. That is the comparison that we are making right now. Arizona makes $3 million a year. Jed Fish loses to Northern Arizona, where I have a kid coaching at right now. Uh, Johnny Kaufman, who coached with me at at, uh, Indy. I got him a job at Dixie State, and now he's at Northern Arizona coaching as a young GA, along with 13 other coaches, by the way, coaching four-year level. A million ones stacks to the Empire State Building. A billion ones goes to the moon. That's the difference in what's happening with the transfer portal. You've watered down college football, and the coaches are going to 
suffer the most because now you have to beat Montana at Washington, bruh. You make 10 times the salary. You have 20 million time better facility. You have alumni and NFL boosters. You have resources like no other. You have a recruiting budget that's like no other. Montana's recruiting budget is like independence's, dog. How are you losing to Montana? How do you lose to Northern Arizona at the University of Arizona? <sighs> Appalachian State, great program, man. You know, five years ago, they were FCS school. They're a Division I school now. They should have beat Miami. They lost, but they're right there with Miami, and they beat Michigan in the past when they were an FCS school. Now you have FCS schools beating Power 5 schools like it's no problem. Florida State loses to Jacksonville State is a fucking fundamental problem. It should never happen. Deion Sanders went to fucking Florida State. A million Hall of Famers went to Florida State. Bobby Bowden, a great one of the greatest ever coached there. They have facilities. They have boosters. They have money. How are you losing to a fucking FCS school where the head coach makes a hundred and eighty grand? <laughs> Hire me at one of these schools. Give me fucking a couple hundred grand. Let my staff pool be the same as it is. I can hire quality staff. Let me prove my worth. That's what coaches need to be telling these presidents. Give me $20 million to leave? Dog, they're going to fire Jay Norv- or Mike Norvell at Florida State this year, and they're going to pay him another 10 to $12 million to leave. They just paid Willie Taggart $18 million to leave. To leave. They paid Malzahn $21 million to leave Auburn to hire Brian Harson because a fucking because of a fucking search committee said so. The search committee who's never stepped campus foot on your campus, who knows nothing about your kids that are recruited to your program, know nothing about their family and background. And yet you're hiring these people and putting your future in these people's hands. It is the most ignorant, blinding, fucking slap in the face of these kids ever invented. And now you have the portal where everybody thinks it's all rainbows and fucking Kool-Aid, man. You all think it's just about parody. Oh, I just don't want to see Clemson and Notre and an Alabama play every year. That's I'm fine with it, motherfucker. It has nothing to do with Alabama and Clemson. It has shit to do with Montana beating Washington and the coach making seventeen times the amount of money. You're gonna lose the quality coach. You're gonna have high school slapdick coaches coaching D one football soon because the money's gonna be so shitty. That's what's going to happen pretty soon. You guys don't get it, man. It's not only watering down college football. It's watering down the profession as a whole. Let junior college be your transfer portal like it was intended to be. (sighs) 
Well, we all know that, brother. Coaching is all who you know and what you know. It's not what you know. It's all who knows you and you who you know. Coaching is overrated. That's why these coaches make too much money, in my, in my opinion. Coaching is so overrated. Players win games. Coaches lose them. The NIL is a slap in the fucking face, people. Stop thinking these kids are making money. These kids ain't making no fucking money because you saw one kid make a million dollars and another kid get another endorsement. They're at Alabama. It doesn't matter. You could have been the quarterback at Alabama who was going to get a million dollar endorsement. Dog, there's only a fucking handful of these kids making money. There's nobody making money. It's a slap in the face. That shit right there is going to piggyback on the fucking transfer portal thing and it's going to cripple college football. This NIL shit, watch. You know why? Because how many kids are going to be sitting in the locker room who don't get NIL money and looking at you cross-eyed and be like, I don't get no money and you do. You're going to have huge dissension in the fucking locker room. You're going to have a major issue. Now you got motherfucking coaches getting paid mediocre money because of what I just explained and having to control a locker room where only two of your players are getting NIL money. The rest of them aren't getting shit. And you want to motherfuck them and run them and condition them and treat them the same as your million-dollar quarterback. Watch the drama that comes out of this thing and unfolds here in the next few years. Watch how fucking incredibly hard it's going to be to coach college football. How many transfer portal kids do you think is going to be in the portal next year? When they don't get the NIL money that they thought they were going to get. <laughs> You're going to have every motherfucking America transferring. But the portal has created such a soft fucking escape and crutch for these kids. Where now they're going to go to these other schools thinking that, well, he got a million dollars. Can I come get it now? That's what they're chasing now. It ain't about football no more. It ain't about scholarship. It ain't about playing. It ain't about winning. It ain't about shit. They have forgotten. The, dog, does anyone understand that LA Unified School District, the largest school district in America, has less than, they've lost 25,000 kids enrollment this year? 25,000 kids have unenrolled at LA Unified School District this year. Do you know there's been like 20,000 kids shortage in Texas the mecca of high school football. Texas has 20,000 lower, uh, less kids than they did last year playing football. Participation in America in, in high school athletics has dropped by tenfold. It is not important anymore. And this is in a soft ass world that we're living in and we can't even have participation. Imagine a fucking world playing for me. <laughs> they can't play for these soft motherfuckers. How are they going to play for Saban or myself or fucking Pete Carroll? Bilicek. Holy shit. Dog. The participation is at an all-time low because how soft the parents are, how soft the coaches are, how soft mentors are how soft your team is everybody has their team the homies the the fucking the uh, partners their 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 crimies they're all soft 
See, growing up, Gabe can attest to this being from L.A. People don't realize what gangsters are. See, when I grew up, the gangster was the motherfucker. He wore reading glasses and sat in the front row and had a books. He carried his books on his hip and never talked to many people and didn't say much. And everybody was like, who's this dude? He's a nerd. He don't say shit. And then five years later, you see him get arrested for life. And you're like, Who, what happened? This motherfucker was carving his initials on your forehead in his own blood every night. That is actually a true statement and true story. <laughs> That's somebody I grew up with who actually was that way. I grew up with a lot of cats that way. The gangsters went to class, dog, got good grades, dog, and would rip off your fucking face at night and would buy you a glass of milk in the daytime and kiss your doggy. Those are the gangsters. These new era cats have not a fucking clue. They think they're going to go on social media and have some guns clapping and show a wad of cash and think they're fucking flossing and that they're some big fucking wig cat. When in fact, growing up, we would have just been staring at you quiet, walked right past you, not said a word. And your ass probably wouldn't have been at school tomorrow. And you surely wouldn't have had that money or that heat. (laughs) Only the real ones understand what I'm saying. It's okay for everyone else that don't get it not to understand. Because we know who you are and where you from. So that's fine and dandy. But just so you know, real ones are the motherfucking... The gangsters are the motherfuckers that sit in the front row and got good grades. They never talked and bitched about anything. You got these motherfuckers nowadays, dog, that are soft as baby shit. And you want them to fucking, you don't think participation is going to be down in fucking high school athletics when you got motherfuckers that are too scared to tell them the truth? It's going to be, dog, there's high schools in California right now, the largest populous state in the union that can't fill a high school football program. We have junior colleges right now. L.A. Southwest Junior College in California has no team this year, and the Clippers funded an entire facility for them. The Los Angeles Clippers practiced there. They gave them an arena and a brand-new weight room and a fucking new football stadium. They don't have a fucking football team. They can't even fucking fill a roster. In LA, dog, you can't fill the roster at a junior college with facilities. Something is fucking wrong. But guess what? The president hired a fucking 70-year-old dude because he played at USC 50 years ago and thinks he's going to recruit players. (laughs) Dog, you cats are fucking... You guys don't understand. This This is about fucking reality you guys all want to have this fucking manufactured reality in your head because you want you don't want to know the truth you just want to keep lying on top of lies every time you lie you got to make up another life to cover up for that lie you realize that right 
When you tell the truth, you ain't got to remember shit. You ain't got to remember shit if you tell the motherfucking truth. How fucking refreshing is that? Can you imagine just walking around? That's how I live my life. I don't have to remember shit. I got too much going on. I'm going to tell you straight up what it's on my head. First thing out of my mouth, I'm telling you. Because I don't want to remember shit. It's too hard to remember all this shit if you got to be a liar and start lying to motherfuckers. I don't have time to lie to your motherfucking ass because I got to fucking remember shit. If I tell you the real, I don't got to remember shit, homie. I'm telling you straight out what's on my mind and you could take it or we leave it. Or we could go out back if you don't like how I talk to you. It is what it is. I don't come to disrespect you. I just come to be the real and tell you the truth. If you can't handle the truth, that's just the soft reality we're in. See, back in the day when people told me the truth, I took it and said, I appreciate it, dog. Real gangsters actually took it and said, dog, you know, I appreciate that shit. You just sharpened my iron, my tools in my shed. Nowadays, motherfuckers take it for fucking as a slight. Oh, you! I'm too grown. You disrespected me. You disrespected me, homie. Shut the fuck up. Cowards bark because they know they can't be bitten. Just gonna keep it real. Is what it is. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody. We're going on an hour and a half on the show. Uh, I'm going to stay on YouTube for a minute. Um, Slapdick Podcast, I'll see you guys Friday on YouTube. Pat McAfee Show, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on the East Coast. CoachJBStore.com, check it out. Uh, Go in there and get you some merch, whiskey, poster, book, you name it. It's there for for this taking. Hate me now, love me later. Hey, I appreciate y'all. See you on Friday. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you.